ready to rumble uh i'm also ready to frenzy and uh ravage and rat bat eject <laughs> operation interference too much energy hooray your silver bolt Beast Wars once and for all. Titor, what have you done? I am giving this episode no Energon. What yeah. are you, a Quintesson? This is no Energon. Fuck it. I, I can't. Sigma you balls, Gary! Sh- <laughs> Much Energon, episode 90, your 90. favorite podcast. 90? Yeah, episode 90. That's like 10 less than 100. Yep, the uh, the countdown to episode 100 of Too Much Energon begins right now, baby. Right now. And what are we doing here on your favorite podcast, Too Much Energon, where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars, I believe. Except we're a little past Beast Wars, but that's okay. We're talking about War for Cybertron right now. Yep. Earth by, by Netflix <laughs> and uh, and uh, Rooster Teeth. And uh, right now we finished Siege and right now we're on episode two of uh, Earthrise. It's a journey. Uh, a journey in the uh, separate ways or uh, don't stop believing kind of way. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, me. Uh, oh, before we get into that, though, uh, <laughs> uh, how are we doing, Cal? Uh, we're uh, we're doing some things. Doing some doing things. Some things. Hiding from the sun. Yeah. yeah. Um. I am currently like uh uh sweating like a hooker in church right now because it is so just god awful hot. I'm a little lucky right now. I've barred myself off from the uh, the laser cannon outside. The, I'm sure uh, I'll be fine. The, the the death ray in the sky. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be fine. Speaking of temperatures, um, I got into a little bit of a uh, a, a weird uh, research journey yesterday. So I was laying in bed, and uh, I opened up the the Maps app on my phone, and I was just like, I, I zoomed all the way out, so it was actually just a globe. Like you could see the entire Earth. So and I was like flipping around, just like. Just looking at the planet because uh, I do weird things. You're like just that. checking things out. Just checking things out yeah. uh, live via satellite, um, and I came across this like small cluster of islands a few thousand miles north of Antarctica. Randomly, I'm like, and uh, on the map it even had the name of a uh, of a settlement. Uh, poor uh, Poro France. Uh, Poro France, because. This cluster of islands is owned by France. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Right. So I zoomed in and uh, uh, this cluster of islands is called the uh, Cure. I'm probably butchering this pronunciation, but the the Kerguelen Islands. Uh, okay, also, okay. Known, also known as the, the Des- Desolation Islands. And uh, they do indeed have a, 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 a French owned settlement, uh, mostly comprised of researchers and military, uh, about 100 people. And uh, I, I 
started reading up about this these islands and i got really fascinated by it okay okay so where, where are these islands at where are these mysterious and you just stumbled upon them just stumbled across it i found this small cluster of islands like in the middle of nowhere in the indian ocean and i'm like what the fuck are these they're about uh uh two thousand miles away from madagascar but yeah, anyway, so I, I got in this like big rabbit hole of just uh, reading about these islands and like reason why it, we were talking about temperature, um, despite like being like, and to be fair, like it's a few thousand miles north of Antarctica, but like it's relatively close to Antarctica. So you would think the climate would be somewhat similar, but actually no, they, the climate on this uh, cluster of islands uh, year round averages between anywhere between two and eight degrees Celsius. Uh, with lots of rain and snow. Perfect, perfect temperature. <laughs> perfect temperature. Uh, and it doesn't even get cold enough there for the ocean to freeze. So the like the the water is um, doesn't freeze at any point, like even in the, the dead of winter. Uh, so it's basically like the climate on these islands. I, I would say it's basically a Vancouver Island winter just year round. Like two to okay. eight degrees Celsius. Lots right, of rain. right. It's pretty hype. Um, the, these islands were founded in the 1700s. Can you can you even imagine? Uh, there's no airport. There there's no no airport to speak of. So you have to get there by boat, which most people do by taking a ship from uh, Madagascar, because uh, like I said, it's French owned uh, islands. So like uh, the, most of the researchers are from France. So they like fly from France to uh, Madagascar and then take a ship from Madagascar to these islands. Okay, huh. I'm not sure, I'm not sure I'm how. I'm presuming well. that during the pandemic, Madagascar hasn't shut its ports down. <laughs> uh, I should hope. Remember not. that game? What game? What was that? That game where you like made a virus and you tried to like take over the oh, entire uh, planet, but uh, Plague Inc. Plague Inc. Yeah, and it's like, oh geez, the only way to get into Madagascar is through port. And right. uh, the memes from that game, like President Madagascar, like a man in Canada is coughing. <laughs> shut down everything yeah well uh, uh perhaps perhaps i was wrong about flying to madagascar but anyway the madagascar <laughs> is involved in the um uh in the journey somehow well i'm gonna do some research now some, oh, okay we're going in some quick Real journalism um, some quick but yeah, legitimate journalism you boat from madagascar how long uh, okay let's let's continue this journey do you know how long it takes to to get to these uh these wild islands you found? Oh, uh, Air Madagascar services the island's many regional airports. So you can't, you can fly into Madagascar. Okay. Yeah. It, it's just that plague ink game where it's like, oh, the only way you can infect it is with seaborne. <laughs> right. Weird. Uh, anyway, so uh, these islands uh, are actually home to uh, several uh, native species. Uh, there's a unique form of wild sheep that lives there. Uh, there's reindeer. Uh, there's feral rabbits live there. Uh, and there's even a large... Feral rabbits? Yeah. That sounds there's, great. <laughs> there's even a large uh, population of feral cats on the island. That were and this island's called... Uh, the Kerguelen Islands. K-E-R-G-U-E-L-E-N. Um, islands. Looking at the animals. Uh, lots of insects on the islands. Lots of... Uh, uh like moss and grass but there's actually also uh interestingly enough there is a unique form of cabbage that grows there that is highly 
uh, nutritious. Uh, and it's called they're reindeer, Kerguelen cabbage. Yeah, they're a reindeer. Oh, this is wild. I know. Like I, I so uh, like I was reading about this island for like an hour uh, yesterday, <laughs> and I just got like really fascinated by it. Just like the fact that like these islands off in the middle of nowhere, like all of these, like all of this life just thrives. It just really goes to show that uh, uh, life finds a way. I'm looking at these cabbage, and they're wild looking yeah like they don't even look like cabbage but yeah it's a wholly unique form of cabbage that uh isn't doesn't grow anywhere else in the world which kind of makes sense since the islands are so isolated they uh, would have evolved there over the course of millions of years what an interesting journey well i'm glad that you discovered this so that i could <laughs> discover it and uh the listeners are just like why the fuck is he talking about these islands this is one of the more interesting things we actually go off talk topic about so you're welcome <laughs> uh, yeah, i i would agree yeah um yeah yeah i i i just thought this was really cool i would love to go to this place um so like i really want to know like how you how you get the how you get the job that uh that sends you off on this wild journey to one of the most isolated places on the planet there's like a picture that's like a type of money or a stamp or something with the islands in the background and a cat in the foreground. Yeah. Have you, have you seen all these? What are these stamps? These are, have you seen the stamps for those islands? Uh, no, I haven't. I, they I have like up, cats on them and stuff and they're wild. Huh. I, I did look up pictures of uh, poor O Royale or poor O, poor O Francais. Poor old Francis. <laughs> port of france this 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 place looks cool yeah i, looked I must up, say i've looked at pictures of the settlement there and like uh, it looks pretty neat there there are like uh buildings and uh big like supply uh crates and really interesting waterfalls and yeah and apparently um uh something to do with like the chemicals in the surrounding water like does something to like the the sky at night at certain times of the year like makes it a unique color even more reason for us to go yep so uh uh listeners uh, uh subscribe to the laser comb patreon so uh me and cal can exactly uh, someday <laughs> afford i was to gonna say we're gonna need a lot of a lot of <laughs> subscribe to fund our uh, scientific expedition to visit this island please and I assure you, we will document the journey and uh, upload it to to YouTube when we get back. For science. Af after like six months. <laughs> for science. <laughs> for science, damn it. And for oh, uh, your listening pleasure. But also, uh, speaking of uh, science, but not really, um, I got some new toys. Haven't talked about uh, no. new Transformers on the show no. for a while. So, All right, what do we got? Uh, these were sent to me in the mail by uh, Lady Glitch. So a uh, big uh, thank you to her for that. Um, this is, uh, I'm, uh, audio listeners, I'm, uh, holding this up to the camera, but this is, uh, Transformers Legacy, uh, Blaster with his little, uh, cassette bot, Eject. Uh, he's yeah, currently- there he is. Yeah, he's currently- And I presume Eject, um, transforms and fits inside. Uh, he does, yeah. Yeah, he's in robot mode. Um, this is how I'm gonna be- Blaster is gonna be one of the rare figures that I actually display in his alt mode. Uh, usually I display them in robot mode, which I yeah. mentioned before. Uh, but Blaster, I'm going to display uh, in his alt mode with, and I have him 
I, I have his like tape deck open and eject is in robot mode kind of emerging. So that's how I plan to display him. There you uh, go. Really cool figure. I was really uh, haven't been able to find one locally. So uh, when uh, she was able to find one in her neck of the woods, I was really excited. I was excited about the figure uh, in general because I actually used to have the original G1 toy of Blaster when I was a kid, and he was one of my favorites. There you go. You got him back. Yeah. And she also sent me a uh, Transformers Bumblebee uh, Studio Series 86 uh, cup figure. Oh, look at it's cup. Um, I actually have the uh, the Studio Series 86 uh, cup figure, but the uh, Buzzworthy Bumblebee uh, reissue of it is actually a redeco with a paint scheme that more closely resembles uh, how he looked in the movie. Because weirdly mm. enough, the um, weirdly enough, the Studio Series 86 version didn't. I don't know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, man? What are you going to do when uh, Megatron it's mercenaries come what are you gonna do when megatron genocides you i <laughs> uh yeah anyway uh episode 90 of uh too much energon this week as mentioned at the top of the episode we're talking about transformers war for cybertron earthrise chapter two chapter two um yeah this is a uh a bleak episode uh, this episode has some truly things that I found truly horrifying in it. That, and yeah, it, it, this, they really went, they, they didn't shy away because I'm always like, oh, this is fun for the whole family. But like, wow, like this is the most evil version of Megatron, huh? <laughs> yeah. Depicted uh, on, on screen, I imagine. Uh, I, I would probably not let young children watch this show, to be honest. That, that's what I mean. I, I. I haven't read like a ton of Transformers comics or whatever, but I'm I'm pretty sure this is the most like genocidal and murderous and insane depiction of Megatron. Right. Uh, so the episode opens uh, with the Ark in space and the uh, the mercenary faction that we were briefly introduced to at the end of uh, the last episode. Uh, They're just chilling. They're turning the lights back on. Yeah, powering everything up. Uh, we got Double Dealer, we got uh, Bug Bite, we got uh, Ramjet and Thrust, and I think that there's a couple more whose names that I can't remember. Yeah, the, the gang's here. Uh, Bumblebee comes back online. Yeah, and... he's the first one to like boot back up. Right. Oh, and um, uh, Double Dealer is uh, radioing, talking over the radio to someone, saying like, "Hey, we've uh, we've taken the uh, we we've taken the." The, the Autobot arc and mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And a bunch of voices, like one right after the other, like are, are saying things and like kind of finishing uh, each other's sentences. We don't yeah. need any heroics. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And uh, they, the, the, the voices on the other side of the line are like, yeah, we don't care about the, uh, the ship just as cargo and double dealers. Like, yeah, the ship's for me. Just have, nice. just, just have that energon that you're going to pay me for these bastards ready when we get there. Okay. Okay. Hey, now see that. <laughs> okay. Bye. I <laughs> love you. Oh. <laughs> uh, and it, it, it raises that whole, like, what are people getting paid in? Because Bumblebee was stealing energon to sell to different factions. And he was getting paid in Deceptibucks. Right. Deceptibucks. <laughs> 
And now they're um, getting the, they're handing over uh, presumably the the Autobots um, for Energon. Oh, not not presumably. Um, they he they outright say it in dialogue. He's like, ah, just have the Energon ready. So right. they they are and uh, so they're being paid specifically in Energon. Yeah, and it's, I guess Energon's hard to to come by. I bet uh, Bumblebee feels silly for selling so much of it. <laughs> uh, and um, oh, also, there's like a not like because uh, they end up waking up. Uh, but that we jump back to that scene. But they end up waking up at some point, like you said. Bumblebee wakes up first. Um, Bumblebee wakes up first. He tries to um, uh, he uh, and he's in shackles. He tries to like uh, choke out uh, Bug Bite, which is funny because uh, Bug Bite is just a white redeco of the bumblebee mold yeah and they were like um which one of them is like whatever and they're like oh the ugly one over there and that's a reoccurring joke yeah yeah uh, because the the quintesson that they run into later um says like uh, uh silence the ugly one or something like that and he's like come on, oh, come on. yeah yeah and uh a bug bite later on in this scene is like huh yellow yeah <laughs> yeah, because uh, Bug Bite is like uh, he's kind of a gray in this show. I I used to have the toy, but he broke. Um, uh, he, the the toy was white, white and black. Mm. Yeah, he's like a he's like a steel color in this. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, so Bumblebee like tries to muscle him, and uh, the tries to choke him out or something. Tries, tries, yeah, tries to choke him out with his shackles. The the other um. The other mercenaries uh, just straight up shoot at them anyway, and yeah, because uh, he's like, "Hey, hold your fire unless you want to shoot through this guy," and they kind of like look at each other and go, <laughs> and they just fire at him anyway. And they just fire at him anyway. And then uh, uh, there, there's a line that uh, I actually made me laugh out loud. Bumblebee is like, "What happened to honor amongst thieves?" And Double Dealer is like, "We sold it to the highest bidder." I like that. <laughs> Uh, it's just corny enough that it works on the, the show. No, I, I, I legitimately like, I, I, I dig that line. What yeah. happened to honor amongst thieves? We sold. And then it. eventually, yeah, <laughs> eventually, um, Optimus wakes up and he's like, "Bumblebee, stand down." And he's like, "But Dad, <laughs> if you want dessert, you won't fight." And uh, yeah, they kind of just accept their lot in life and. They kind of try to talk to uh, the the mercenaries uh, at one point to be like, "Hey, we know where the All Spark is," and it seems to grab their attention momentarily, but it's like too late. Yeah, we're selling uh, you. Uh, so we, uh, yeah, yeah, because um, oh, actually, that's later. Uh, Prime mentions yeah, he's like, yeah. Uh, to double dealer like yeah i know uh i, I know the location of the all spark because uh double dealer that uh, like, this is jumping ahead but double d when they take them the the arc and the autobots to the uh planet where uh this quintesson decius lives uh double dealer is like yeah you're you have the highest bounty in the galaxy second only to the only thing worth more than you is the all spark and prime's like but we know where the all spark is and double dealer's like Save it. Deal's already done. Too late. Now take late. taxis. 
Until there are take backsies. Until there are take backsies. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that's interesting too because um, in that moment, the that exchange there, um, he tries to ask Double Dealer. He's like, "How long have we been uh, in stasis?" And he's like, "Don't worry about it." Yeah, and I'm like, "No, hold on. You can give him that." Because I thought he it, just. Said, I thought he just said uh, he didn't know. Yeah, it seems like he doesn't know or doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, arguably, you could check the the records of the Ark. Yeah, yeah. Tell you, you how long it would be in uh, power saving mode. <laughs> uh, you could just yeah, you could just fire up Teletran one and just be like, hey. They didn't get the chance to yet. But presumably, they could. Uh, presum- Not only that, presumably they could do that themselves. Like be like do do do, and like check their like little wrist thing and be all like power saving mode's been on for 100 years <laughs> 4 million years oh geez <laughs> that's a long nap uh well unlike, that volcano woke us up unlike the the maximals and predacons the, uh, these uh transformers don't seem to have like any kind of onboard like computer system that they can talk to so i had taken that for granted during beast wars yeah that they could just kind of be like computer what are the energy reserves at and there's kind of like a little ai they can just like tell them like too much energon or give yeah, them yeah. like little stats or just say i don't know energon uh radiation levels at dangerous uh at dangerous whatever uh transform back to to beast mode immediately mm-hmm. it's like thanks mom <laughs> <laughs> Primal beats his chest. Yeah. Um, so uh, we we cut to a scene with uh, uh, e- Elita. Oh, the psychopath scene, right? <laughs> uh, Elita One is being uh, 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 Megatron has summoned Elita One to like kind of talk to her, and he's like, uh, uh, basically, like uh, why uh, why I'm curious, like why why did you stay behind? Why didn't you go with Prime? Is it maybe that you didn't agree with Prime's plan? Because Prime is the one who's like really doomed us all. He's forced my hand into create uh, into sacrificing my own people for Project Nemesis. He he forced my hand to press the the gas chamber button. I, yeah. He just oh he just uh, no Prime stop oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's but his she's fault. not buying it. <laughs> it, it. It's all Prime's fault. Like I wouldn't have had to have murdered my people if Prime hadn't thrown the AllSpark into the uh the space bridge which she doesn't uh, even argue with them she's not like well prime only did this because you she's all like is that magnus's head and it's like well i like to have people of strategic value around like yourself right uh this is where megatron's like true this episode is where megatron kind kind of cracks completely <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like there's no moment where it happens it's just alita one is like Oh, you're okay. You're beyond reasoning with like you're you're actually insane. Well, and she she says uh, to him that like um, like uh, I I was a big fan of yours when you like emerged from the like gladiator pits and whatever. Like what? Right, and you clawed your way through, and you and Alpha Trion, and you you freed your people, and yeah. What happened to that Megatron? And. uh, Megatron's like, well, it's it, it it's too late for all of that. And she's like, no, it's not. You could you could join us. Oh, a, l- a little bit later when she's like, 
Yeah, because what they're saying right here versus later is unimportant, but that moment where she, he's like, join me, Alita One. I could use another strong leader like you. And she's like, oh, well, what about my friends? Because she doesn't say no outright. She's like, well, how about like Jetfire and the gang? And he's all like, ugh, ugh. I only want you, sister. And she's like, uh, nah, but like you Listen, should join us. I, I I both respect your military and tactical experience and also want some of that booty. It goes without questioning that I'm here for that ass. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and she's like dead ass comes with a cost and he's like enough you've chosen your fate <laughs> uh, so he uh... <laughs> yeah she's like 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 you said like hey it's not too late join us and I think she worded that wrong I think she should have said we all need to work together and to save it but by joining us it splits that ideology well, she then, tries to address that because she's like, we have the same ideals, but not the same ideology. Well, well in Megatron, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, she's like, there's a difference between uh, ideals and uh, I- idealism and ideology, I think is what she says. Yeah. Um, and like even early in this scene, Megatron is like, uh, so you didn't go with Prime because you didn't agree with him. And also, you think that in the face of Cybertron dying, the notion of factions is uh, antiquated, basically. And he, he makes a good point, but I'm I'm with her 100. 100%, man. I'm, I've always been with Alita 1. She's never been wrong. <laughs> and so Megatron is like, if you won't give me that ass, go back to your cell and shut up. <laughs> Go and back then, to your room. <laughs> and then... Uh, also, and then, and, your room's separate from the other boys. Mm. Did you notice that? Yeah. All the guys are in, like, one cell, and she's in a cell by herself. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, because it's like, they're all pals. Like, you could just throw them in the same cell. Isolating her for some reason was part of his really bad tactic. Yeah, well, probably because he wanted her to join him, but didn't, uh, as you mentioned, but didn't really give a fuck about the other ones. And they're in different cells at some point when they're trying to formulate a plan. Um, but they're in su- they're such close proximity that they can just talk to each other through the wall. Right. So I'm like, uh, what's the point of separating them? Real quick, I want to bring up the the end of the uh, Megatron and Elita one scene after he uh, banishes her and uh, says to like the the clock and the candlestick. If she doesn't eat with me, she doesn't eat at all. Rawr. Rawr. Uh, but no, he he looks at Ultra Magnus's severed Be head. Our guest. <laughs> uh, oh right, I forgot. He just he, he looks at Megatron or uh, uh, Ultra Magnus's severed head uh, on the table, and he's like, "Don't look at me like that. <laughs> look at me like that." And I actually laughed. I, I laughed watching too, this. But- this and like I mentioned, this this is the episode where Megatron is like truly cracking, and I'm like, He's bonkers. Oh, uh, the, His the, only friend is a dead guy. <laughs> here, here's the scenes, like, cause like in the last episode, he was kind of just monologuing to himself, like it seemed like, alas, he, poor Yorick, blah blah. 
uh, with uh, Magnus's severed head there, but he at the end of the scene, he straight up just looks over and is like, "Don't look at me like that." To Magnus's dead, like lifeless head on his table, and I'm like, "Okay, so Megatron is starting to lose it now." And indeed, he by the end of this episode, he's gone like full wackadoo because he finds inspiration to live, and the inspiration to live is hatred. Yeah. I... <laughs> Uh, so, uh, from here is where we cut to the scene that I mentioned earlier, uh, with the, uh, the mercenaries, uh, delivering yeah. the Autobots to the Quintesson planet. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mentioned, um, uh, Prime is like, yeah, we, we know where the Allspark is and Double Dealers, like, save it, deal's already done. So they yeah. go in and, uh, we're introduced to a, uh, Quintesson for the first time in the series. That's right. And uh, this Quintesson's name is uh, Dezius. And uh, one one voice out of uh, all of them, because Quintessons, I believe, have five heads? Five? Six? Something, uh, yeah. It's five or six. Yeah, I can't remember. But, or not heads, but faces. They're, they're kind of just a big, like, floating... Like, the the gimmicky thing is one of the faces, the whole thing will rotate, yeah. and a different face will, will talk and... Yeah, yeah, just like in uh, Transformers the movie and exactly G one, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they even uh, uh, they even reference the guilty or innocent uh, innocent line from uh, Transformers the movie in this scene. Yeah, even later, um, they're like because uh, or later on because Prime is Prime, like, yeah, Prime's like we are innocent. Yeah, and Decius is like we will show you what we do to those found innocent. Yeah. Yeah, after and I'm I like feed them to cyber sharks. I <laughs> yeah, feed them to uh to yes. Sharkticons, yeah. Or yeah, cyber sharks, yeah. <laughs> There's well, the, wait, there about. is a maximal name cyber shark. There is, yeah, I have to yeah. tell you. Um weep grana, weep ninibon. <laughs> they should have tried that. Ba weep grana, weep ninibon. Ba weep grana, weep ninibon. Where's cup when you need <laughs> and then they all break out in song and dance. <laughs> as like, uh, that movie is still a treasure and always like, will be as far as i'm concerned uh, uh, uh yeah agreed hence why i uh i bought the limited edition uh steel book like 4k uh blu-ray 35th anniversary edition hell yeah but there's no ball weep grana weep ninny bomb going on here no, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Dezius, uh, one, vo one voice of Dezius is more prevalent than the others. Uh, it's the most reasonable of them. Well, the back padding one who's like, Hey guys, <clears throat> check this out. I'm the one. Right. Freed you guys. Oh, yeah. I know. Pretty impressive. Right. Yeah. Well, Neil suck my dick and thank me. And yep. then prime's like, it's funny because the, the the it just stops for like five seconds and he's like, "What do you want? A standing ovation, dude?" I can't remember <laughs> the exact line, but he's like, "I mean, if you freed us and you broke our shackles, why are we in shackles, bro?" There, there's a bit in this scene where he um, so um, that I'll uh, point out in just a second. So uh, Dezius <laughs> is like, "I." He's like, you were uh, a race created to be slaves to the Quintessons, but one. Uh, one noble magistrate uh, freed you, gave you the ability to transform your destiny. I am Dezius, liberator, 
breaker of shackles and then the mother of dragons i i kind of got those kind of vibes yeah and (laughs) after he says breaker of shackles the camera like uh the the camera cuts to a shot uh, a a shot looking up at prime uh focusing on the fact that he is shack bound right now i'm like that that's that's a good bit of um uh visual storytelling right there and again it shows anybody that watched like the the transformers the movie uh 86 the movie um knows that like the 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 only transformers movie that exists exactly knows that the quintessons somehow despite being a precursor race they're fucking insane yep like they're the the every depiction of them has been like wackadoo (laughs) right and indeed, this guy's like, thank me. No, no, hold your applause, everyone. And again, it's just it's just this funny like shot of like Prime standing there being like, cool uh, so story, bro. So, Mr. Uh, Breaker of Shackles, why am I shackled right now? What do you want with me? <laughs> and uh, uh, so uh, Dezius's various faces. Are yeah, all- what does he want? What, they need to revealed, come to a consensus again and we don't find out. We don't find out what they what oh, they're after. Right. Yeah. So uh, uh, Dezius's various faces and voices are all kind of arguing with one another uh, about like what to do with Prime and the Autobots, whether to pay the mercenaries or not, which is pissing off Double Dealer. Oh yeah, he's he, he's just sitting there. He's like, Dezius, where's my money? And the the rageful voice of uh, Dezius is like, um, uh, shut your uh, mouth. <laughs> yeah. Shut your mouth. Like, be grateful. We're, we don't want to pay you. Be grateful that you're even still alive. Um, and then the, the reasonable one is kind of like, no, no, we've already discussed this and we've come to, like, you'll get your money. Like, we've come to a consensus and yeah. they all start bickering and they're like, okay, well, pardon us. Hold your horses, everyone. We need to go get consensus again. Yeah. And they one- like go off to an arguing room. Yeah, one of the one of the faces of uh, Dezius is like, is like, by God, the, uh, the these uh, Transformers show complex uh, reasoning skills, right? But there's a oh shit, there's a benevolent faction. What what do we do? And uh, and one of them is like, execute them. They're too dangerous. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so uh, Dezius is like uh, a new consensus must. When Prime is like, so uh, uh, what the fuck? What the fuck are we doing here? What do you want with us? Adesius is like, all in due time, a new consensus must be reached. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, the so the Autobots are taken to this room where they're, um, it, it's like this like circular room with this. Um, it's like the same chamber from the Transformers movie. Uh, well, kind of? not really because in that movie they were just put in prison cells but here they're put in this room with this circular device that like locks their um their inner energon shackles oh Uh, right the circle i was thinking of the circle before they like drop them down into the the sharktacons oh yeah yeah the uh the sharktacons because they come up from in a circular thing where they were being held and then they get like locked into this is this just like the prisoner room? Yeah. I was hoping I, I, that there'd be shark decons. There aren't. No, there aren't. There are uh, plenty of uh, what are known as Dezius drones, which I actually have the toy of. 
Oh. Uh, I bought it's a uh, redeco of uh, War for Cybertron Siege Ironhide and the only reason why I bought it is because the the color scheme of the toy is really cool. Mm. So I'm like what hey. are they like purple and green or something? Uh white and black. No, oh, it's just it's white and black. I yeah, don't even yeah. remember these guys. They sh- Oh right, they 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 show up later on. Right, right, right. Uh if you're at all curious just google uh, uh War for Cybertron uh, uh Dezius drone the toy um i i really like the the paint scheme on it so uh anyway yeah but um the quintesson is a uh, scene is kind of just the most boring of the episode and that's not to say that like the episode's like boring or even that's boring it's just i'm kind of like having like how is this person lived this long and become this powerful being this insane this individual with like six personalities um i'm guessing it's probably just something that is like built up over time but indeed uh speaking of like six uh like five or six personalities uh the rageful one uh so the autobots are uh, the rageful one does something horrifying so the autobots are um like talking about like oh like how how are we going to break out and Prime is weird. He's like, hey, hey, Bumblebee, chill out. C- calm your circuits. As long as Decius is still contemplating crap, we get to live. And I'm well, like, yeah. but that well, doesn't help come up with a plan. <laughs> no, but he he's like, uh, yeah, the, they, Decius's various uh, personalities seem at conflict with one another, and we can use that to our advantage. He doesn't really say yeah. how, but... Uh, and indeed, it doesn't really matter. It and doesn't even matter. Yeah. So this is kind of a, a this this is kind of a pointless scene in a way. But we do hear because um, bunch of screaming doesn't even matter because uh, we do hear a bunch of screaming, and they're like, all the Autobots are like, "What the fuck is that?" Even the mercenary faction who's like kind of chilling, waiting for their money, they're right. like, "Hey, wait, we hear it too." Yeah. Um. And so we we cut to the uh, uh, Dezius. Uh, cutting their faces off and there's like the faces like fall to the ground and there's more faces and there's like green blood and shit uh this is what what even is like begging they're like no we must come up with a peaceful oh 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 god it hurts it hurts i'm exaggerating but like it's literally showing it it shows up close the last one of them the 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 vengeful one the evil one um, cutting off the reasonable one's uh, like face as he yeah. like, screams in pain. Yeah, the, uh, this scene to me is um, uh, nightmarish. I got to be honest. It is and, uh, like if you can put yourself, suspend your disbelief, and and enter it uh, into uh, the episode, like I did and you did. <laughs> um, that's fucked up. <laughs> Well, and I mentioned before, um, uh, I think, uh, on a recent episode, um, if you don't just look at, uh, like, if you look at these as characters and not just as robots, but as, like, mechanical, but, like, living organisms, like, like, this is, like, self-mutilation. Like, this is... And, and that's kind of how I look at the uh, the, uh, characters in these shows, is I look at them as, like, living creatures yeah exactly um so yeah this was uh uh i remember when i first watched this uh, uh about a year and a half ago uh th- this was kind of horrifying to me <laughs> it, 
I had just kind of like breezed through all these episodes when they had first come out, uh, but now rewatching it and analyzing it a bit, uh, I was like, Jesus Christ. Also, like, how did this happen? Did like a majority decide to cut off one of their faces? And then when that mind was lost, a majority decided to do it again, again, until there were only two. And then the stronger of them, like, forced the, the blowtorch, the plasma uh, I, cutter on them. I, I, I think the, uh, the rageful one just rebelled personally. And just took control of all their, like, tentacles? Yeah. I didn't know they could do that, but Apparently. here they are. And uh, as uh, Dezius floats away, the, the rageful one is like, consensus has been reached. I, I guess, yeah. Weird. Weird also that it took, like, how many millennia for them to do that to themselves? Well, like I said a, a couple minutes ago, like, I feel like this is probably just, like, something that's been building up over the course of a very long time. Yeah. Just being an ultimate... Uh, uh, just const constant disagreement. The uh, the rageful one just finally like had enough and is like, "All right, time to time to uh, take control of this motherfucker." It's um, the Quintessons seem woefully like. I guess the problem I have with them is that they seem woefully um, inept at doing anything. Right, like old, just old money. I guess that that's around because they seemed surprised they were like huh intelligent reasoning oh they they, they possess sentience we must execute them no they're a benevolent faction how could this be right and i'm like how do you not know what <laughs> why is this surprising to you well because the quintessons uh, aren't on cybertron they're off on like a different world and i guess but they like, just like they interact with the mercenaries like how how do they not know that they're they can uh, reason like intelligent beings it's just it's just weird yeah they're, they're dumb they're big dumb <laughs> well anyways now they're big angry i guess big big uh big aggro yeah big aggro and uh, we talked about kind of like that scene between alita one and megatron before they're all put in like those columns to get their sparks extracted right in the main stadium and this is where the, we we talk about this often um little weird plot holes it's like haha i have you all in the spark extraction tubes now like a bond villain i will leave <laughs> and yeah yeah and it was like but you you watched before when all of them got their like sparks drained and stuff and you've been chilling here and now it's just like haha think about this while we leave you for 10 minutes yeah we're um it's been it's been a long day of i need to go talk to my best friend magnus it's been a long day committing genocide against my old people i could really use a coffee before we get underway <laughs> there was a, a hint of um an energon a, i'll take an energon latte no whip no foam there's a hint of uh agent smith in your, in your uh, megatron voice it's been a long day mr anderson <laughs> i could use a robo coffee <laughs> uh, uh anyway so it's uh, the smell <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, but yeah, where were we? Oh, like a Bond villain. He's like, all it's right, the, now die while I leave. <laughs> it's the smell of freshly brewed Energon beans. I can uh, taste their stink. I can taste their bean juice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he then he like rubs his robo paw and just leaves inexplicably. And then the power gets shut off. And then Megatron like immediately comes back to check on them, right? Right. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, instead, a random dude runs out. Uh, no, it's not a random dude. It's the... Uh, what was his name? Well, it shows a flashback. Uh, he's the guy who I mentioned last episode was a redeco of Refractor. A bunch of them are like Refractor. He's, the, he's one well, of those extras. Well, no, he actually has a name. I, I talked about it last week. Oh, no, no, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, he's got some scars on his face. Uh, who is this guy? Uh, I'm looking it up. Going in, folks. We're going in. Um, they all have the same build when she freed them. So that's why I couldn't tell who it was. In the little flashback, when she walks up to them, she's like, you're you're free. All of you, go. They, they're all the same uh, build. They're just colored differently. Scrapface. That's his name. Scrapface. He's got scars on his face. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, in the flashback, they're all just different, like, redecos of Scrapface slash refractor <laughs> yeah well, um uh, refractor is the original mo mold so uh mold and deco so scrap face is a redeco of of him and then the others are just extras i guess yeah the, yeah. the others are just reused models <laughs> yeah uh and what is the, there's a little moment here and it's like you saved all of us and now it's our turn to save you and i look around and i'm like it's just you though dude but as we find out during this um sloppy escape scene <laughs> yeah um it, there's a few down the chain of command that coincidentally open up some doors and coincidentally accidentally let them go past well and there's one guy who uh, uh we find out was helping Scrapface and the uh uh scrap face and the scrappies <laughs> um uh plot this uh this jailbreak i i don't know who this guy is but he uh He's, He's like, like, I ain't no Autobot sympathizer, but I don't believe in genocide. Yeah. He's like, now hit me. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. <laughs> I, I want you to hit me as hard as you can. And he's like, ow, you punched me in the ear. Uh, <laughs> We're like mixing references now. Yeah, it's all over the place. Ow, yeah. what the fuck? Um, <laughs> I didn't say, Oh, sorry. Not the no, nose. No, that, that was perfect. Punches <laughs> in the gut. Why? I said once. Why do you oh, kick him in the? Chromie is like my turn. <laughs> starts kicking him in the ribs. Uh, but for, yeah, there. For, for, for anyone wondering, I was referencing Fight Club. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and I uh, was referencing the Matrix, but that's a more obvious <laughs> quote. Uh, but what happened? They're, they were trying to stealth out, even though an alarm is going. And uh, well, Scrapface is I kind of like... I should explain. So this guy is like, is like, uh, you're going to have to hit me because I don't want it to look like I just let you escape. And uh, Chromia is like, okay. And enthusiastically like clocks him in the face. Yeah. No, and I'm like, over. I'm like, I'm liking Chromia more and more. 
with yeah. with each episode. And the reason they had to do that is because um, they were like sneaking, like Metal Gear Solid, like behind a half wall where right. there was glass. And Jetfire like rolled a one on his like stealth check and was like, whoa, and smacked against the glass comically. <laughs> and then, of course, on the other side of this, like, apparently uh, blaster proof glass, um, a whole bunch of Decepticons like turn and stare at Jetfire, who's like squished against the glass. <laughs> blaster proof glass. Ah, blaster proof. <laughs> um, oh. And uh, they're like, huh get them and instead of shooting through the glass they like run the your long way around <laughs> yeah they, they like run around to come get them and i'm like was that was that bulletproof glass anyways they get away <laughs> anyways they get away and uh, i'm looking at that scene now Jetfire is so much bigger than the others he wouldn't be able to crouch below the half wall anyway well, as I mentioned, like, he's he's a he's a commander class figure. He's a he's a big boy. <laughs> yeah, so they would have had to have run by anyway. Yeah, but they get away. Uh, they, they get away. Two dudes help them get away. <laughs> they get away. Megatron finds out. He gets all mad. He's like, ah, and he blames Starscream for some reason. Yeah, he's like, I'll have Starscream's head over this. And Soundwave shows up and is like, Lord Megatron. There's a communication coming in. I know like, you not said now, to, sound wave. I know I'm... you said to hold your calls, but this is important. <laughs> and he sounds like <laughs> and he sounds like a robot from Clone High. Wesley. Uh, <laughs> uh so uh, Megatron, yeah, Megatron's like, uh, not now, sound wave. I'm busy. And I'm sound busy wave, shaking like... my fist. <laughs> busy shaking my fist. And, uh, and he's like, but it's from the Ark, sire. Oh, whoops, that was Shockwave. But it's from the Ark. <laughs> but it, it is from the Ark. Dun, 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 dun. Prime. Prime. I don't know why I went Metal Gear with that. I meant, in my head, I was going to go dun, dun, dun. But, uh, but your brain is so my brain auto-tuned. Just went... <laughs> my, my brain is just so programmed to like reference Metal Gear at this point. Yeah, it's kind of like when you say there can be, um, your brain just autofills only one. There we go. Yeah. We did it, folks. Every single reference that we could possibly have in an episode, we did it. <laughs> we got the Matrix. We got, we didn't Fight do Park. Robocop. Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, sp- a uh, uh, real quick tangent. Uh, speaking of RoboCop, uh, yesterday, uh, uh, time of recording is July eighteenth of twenty twenty two. Yesterday uh, was the thirty fifth anniversary of the release of RoboCop. So you know what you I'm like thinking. my very smooth, completely on purpose segue into that. So, so you, <laughs> you know what I'm thinking. Um, uh, I'm I'm thinking we got a uh, we 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 got a commentary track. We should uh, we should do for the so. that's for the, been uh, long on the list. It's been long on the list, and I feel like the um, at least the month of uh, the film's 35th anniversary is like the perfect time to uh, to finally jump in. Yeah, for the yeah. Old... So uh, regardless of what order we got the for any uh, one that's listening and interested in the Patreon, um, yeah, we got uh, the thing. We're going to do a commentary track on and Robocop. Yeah, we uh, listeners, we have a uh, Patreon exclusive uh, uh, 
uh, bonus called uh, Too Much Commentary, where we do commentary tracks and movies, sometimes uh, chosen by Twitter polls, sometimes chosen by patrons, sometimes just chosen by us at a whim. Like right now? <laughs> right now. This month is also the uh, 15th anniversary of the release of uh, Michael Bay's Transformers movie. Wow. Yeah. The best Transformers movie. Well, I... <laughs> of those live action films, I would say uh, uh, Bumblebee is the best. But that first Transformers movie, I actually just rewatched it uh, uh, like a week or two ago. It's it, it's decent enough. All right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. I'll I'll go to bat for that first one. I won't for any of the sequels, though. I don't even know how many there are. Uh, I think there's five? There, there's five of them, and then there's Bumblebee, which is a a prequel that is kind of sorta in the same universe, but it like. It's like the X-Men movies, like Fox's X-Men movies. It's like, technically, they're all sequels to each other, but they break... If you start, like, thinking about the continuity of the films for, like, more than ten seconds, it starts all falling apart. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. Don't don't think about it. Just uh, move on with the... Uh, yeah, why... Move why, on with the reimagining. Why, why do we see a teenage Emma Frost in uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is a... Which was... Uh, set in like the 90s or something but then we see a full grown um or it was set in the 80s right uh but then we see a full grown emma frost in uh x-men first class which was set in the 1960s yeah i was gonna say he found the <laughs> fountain of youth uh the fountain of youth and also the ability to travel through time and, and <laughs> that's right yeah Something the fountain of youth and yeah. the ability to travel through time yeah, something Ronda Rousey can't do. Oh, oh so uh, to, to give a little bit of an explanation for that, uh, there was an interview with Ronda Rousey that I saw uh, a few years back where um, uh, some some guy like asked her like, oh, like if you could, you know, if you could go back in time and like do like blah, blah differently, <laughs> like what would you do right. differently? And she like completely misunderstands the point of the question. And she just like very like obviously like kind of her face goes like eh? and she's like i can't travel through time Th this is a real interview this exists and yeah. I, I i saw it years ago so i'm kind of paraphrasing but like she's like i can't travel through time and he's like no no i i, I just mean like if you you know if you could go back and uh you know do something whatever differently like uh would you and she's like but i but i can't travel through time and he's like uh, uh okay so let the okay. record show that you cannot you're saying that you cannot travel through time and he, she's like that is correct <laughs> i think she was trying to be funny but uh, um, i i followed her on social media for a while and i kind of followed like her first run in wwe there uh woman has no sense of humor uh so it's not her trying to be funny and being weird. It's just her. No, I think it's just her being weird. Uh, I ended up unfollowing her because she's uh, uh, she has a lot of lot of beliefs about things that I hmm. just, just don't jive with me. And I will leave it at that. Uh, Emma Emma Frost is like the diamondy. Like what wasn't her like depiction when she first showed up? Like Emma Frost, like just like a chick in like lingerie yeah pretty like much she, she, just a, just like, just like, like a, just like a, a push-up bra and it was like 
who is this character? Uh, I I actually I really like I, I I like Emma Frost quite a bit. She's one of my favorite X Men characters. Um, and her her and uh, uh, Cyclops, or uh, I almost said Scott Hall because <laughs> his name's Scott, right? Yeah, Scott Summers. But I almost said Scott Hall. Anyway, her and uh, Cyclops were uh, I know for a long time were an item in the the comics after uh, Jean Grey's death. Um, okay okay but yeah, yeah the, the movie i'm remembering she was just kind of pointless she was just there as oh jobs. yeah and she was played by uh, january jones who is a uh, kind of a terrible actress anyway and her character was severely underwritten in that film i like her in the comics i haven't yeah. liked any on-screen depiction of her yet That's she's also was. she's also like really like bossy and bitchy in the comics which um uh, uh might be uh well let's just say i i'm a fan of emma frost in the comics <laughs> all right <laughs> say uh, no more uh anyway so where the hell were we in this episode so emma frost takes her top off but there's diamonds it's diamonds underneath and you're like oh geez ouch ooh, ow, ooh, ow, uh. <laughs> and then you slash your hands apart that's how she, that's how she gets people right yeah. Is that her superpower? Being sure. hot and like turning into diamonds? Uh, she can That's turn all into, I remember from the she movie. Can, she can turn into diamonds. She also has uh, telekinetic abilities as well. Diamonds and telekinesis. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, back to, <laughs> back to not X-Men uh, or Robocop. I think what was going on? Decius was like, ha ha, it's me, Decius. Anyways, I reached a consensus. Uh, I'm going to kill you guys, and uh, you mercenaries can fuck off. Yep. And uh, the mercenaries are like, oh, hey, 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 we had a deal. Just leave with your life and be grateful. And he's like, you're making a mistake. So he goes and uh, springs the, the Autobots. Yeah. Uh, he and, helps um... them get a uh, wheeljack, the, their energy shackles. Wheeljack is just able to like flash the like speaker things on his head. Which Prime is like wheeljack now, and, and I'm like the things flash and like their their cuffs come off, and I'm like, okay, wouldn't that have been better to do when they were on the arc still being held on the arc? by the by, by the no I, when they when Decius was in like the argument chamber. Maybe, uh, or maybe Prime well, they were wanted severe, a peaceful solution. They were severely outnumbered in that chamber, though. Not not just by uh, uh, Decius, right. but also the the mercenaries, the Decius double, drone. Because Double Dealer is like, huh, you in what army? When he's like trying to hold Decius to um, their word. Yeah, and uh, I think she at this point they they um, they're like um, mine, you imbecile, and like all of these like. These transformers just kind of like power up and like point guns at them. Yeah. And what yeah, I was they, saying, they work together. They were there before too. We just had just kind of hiding in the shadows. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they they kind of break them up, and uh, there's an exchange between Wheeljack and Prime that's kind of like, "Hey, Prime, you need to promise me that you can find that All Spark." And Prime's like, "I will find that All Spark." 
He's like, Autobots roll out. No, that and, was and between they, him and Double Dealer, not him. Oh, and sorry. I meant I meant Double Dealer. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I will. <laughs> Interestingly, there there is I I don't know don't know what his name is, but one of the um one of the mercenaries is just straight up a uh uh a redeco of Wheeljack. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's like, Autobots roll out. And um only some of them are transform and roll out. Only some of them transform, and some of them are just running, and some of them are riding on the are back ride, of are riding on the back of Prime. And I'm like, huh. But all but of you why? can transform. Yeah, but why? All of, and all just of to show off the different figures and how you can play with them. You can put some yeah. of them on the back of Prime. And <laughs> but yeah, some are just running, and I'm like, didn't you hear the orders? Transform and roll out. Right. They did not. They did. They did not. Did not. And there you go. We've, we've referenced we've, every single thing we could ever gonna, possibly reference. I was gonna say, uh, now all we need is like a Batman and Robin reference, and we're we're truly we've truly reached uh, Omega level, Omega Supreme Omega level, level. TME references. <laughs> Omega Supreme. Yep. Omega Supreme with fries. Uh, but yeah, sorry, we're back on Cybertron. Yeah, and, and uh, um, Megatron's he's got his vigor back. Yeah, and Megatron's like, all right, shockwave, initiate project nemesis. And he's like, but but sir, uh starting the project uh uh ahead of schedule could pose like could could uh pose many dangers, and he's like, I don't, I don't care, <laughs> do it. And so uh uh shockwave like pulls out his eyes, uses iPad his tablet and, like, and yeah, pulls out his iPad and like taps on it, and then uh, a thing starts emerge uh, descending from the clouds, uh, and it appears to be a ship. And Megatron's like, "The Nemesis, a ship that will find us, take us to a new world made with the sparks and bodies of a thousand Autobots." And then and Sh- uh, Shockwave, and Shockwave is like. Is like and Decepticons. <laughs> yeah, so it's funny that Megatron forgot that part. Yeah, he's he's uh, talking to his people, right? Like he's yeah, yeah. He's in Madison Square Garden addressing like the the Decepticons. So he's not uh, he's not really uh, forthcoming about the fact that he was uh, taking resources from uh, from other. Uh, from other Decepticons, and in, and indeed, he's like, "Shut up, Shockwave." <laughs> um, and uh, I think it's like Starscream is like, "But this was supposed to be an arc, like a, a, a to help us find a new world." And he's like, "No, now it's strictly for revenge. Now we have it has a new mission to hunt down and murder Optimus Prime." Like he's gone like full he he's gone mad at this point. And it's like what you're saying what you're saying was worth doing and like now what you're doing and that right. explains why in G1 there's only like 20 freaking transformers. <laughs> uh so uh Starscream uh is like but but how can we even find Prime? We don't know where he is and Megatron is like but I do know where he is. And we cut away to the Ark in space being followed by the uh, mercenary ship. So it, it's weird. So they, 
uh, actually, okay, so you know what? I was like, it's weird. So the the mercenaries were pissed off that the Quintessons didn't pay them. So they, they helped Prime escape. And Double Dealer is like, just promise me you'll find that Allspark. Which earlier... Earlier, it seemed like he wanted, like he wanted the Allspark to sell it because it's worth so much money. But, but then to prime, uh, you know what? It's a ruse. So, so to prime, he's like, "Don't mention it. I'm happy to save you. Just promise me you're gonna find the Allspark and save us all." Ah, right. But, so what he's actually doing? He he helped prime. So he, the Quintessons didn't pay him. So Double Dealer and the mercenaries helped prime and the Autobots escape. Because Prime is like Ed said earlier, I know where the Allspark is. Presumably, the person who's willing to buy it for a high price is Megatron. So Double Dealer was bullshitting and let them go specifically so they could track them and relay to Megatron where the Ark is, so they can get an even bigger payday. Right. Okay. I I just put it all together in my head. Yeah, because I was like, why? Why? Oh, oh okay. I got it. Yeah, he he's he's bullshitting sense. him. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's how the episode ends. Yeah, here here on uh, ye old uh, too much energon f, uh, we have a little. <laughs> I was like, how do I make that into old English? Uh, here on too much energon, we've got a simple uh, rating system for uh, any Transformers media we consume, and uh, it's a three tier system ranging from not enough energon. To a sufficient amount of energon to too much energon. It's basically bad. Okay, good. Siege. Um, yes. What do you what do you give the uh what do you give the old episode chapter two of War for Cybertron Earthrise? A sufficient amount of energon. Uh the the stuff with the Quintesson was like truly horrifying in a good way, but like yeah. It was horrifying in a good way. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, but the... I don't know. It's a lot of Megatron talking to his minions, to his cronies. Uh, Elita 1 and the Autobots uh, being in prison cells. and Just kind of lamenting, not talking about anything important. Okay, so it's, it's basically... The, the whole episode is a bunch of characters in prison cells whether it's the Autobots on Cybertron or the Autobots at Dezius's fort in prison cells, uh, just talking about what they're going to do. And the Decepticons, uh, and basically uh, Megatron, just like talking with his cronies about like Project Nemesis. So not a lot really goes on in this episode. No. I guess on my end, yeah, it's just... Part of me is kind of like, if you did not see this, I don't think you would miss anything except when a certain Quintesson pops up a little bit later. Yeah. But yeah. if you can miss an entire episode and still be like, oh, okay, cool. So they woke up and they continued flying through space. That's not good. <laughs> Which is odd too, because like this episode is all exposition, but it's exposition that isn't... Groundbreaking really or revealing. Crucial. And like, it reveals it reveals the nemesis, but like, eh? <laughs> well, I I actually think the uh, uh, the the Quintesson self mutilation and the reveal of the nemesis I think are the two best parts in this episode. Exactly, but if that's as much as it can give us, yeah, uh, that's not much. It could have done that in any any old episode. Yeah. Uh, so it, 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 it's, it's a, a low, low it's a low 
sufficient energon. It gives a low sufficient amount of energon for me just because um, of certain jokes throughout it. Like, bring me the ugly one. And Bumblebee being like, hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the, and the uh, what happened to Honor Among Thieves? We sold it. <laughs> for a profit. And um, other things like Megatron, like staring at uh, Magnus's like decapitated head being like, don't look at me like that. So that's what brings it to a sufficient amount of energon for me. So we're both on the same page there. All right. And uh, that's, that's our, uh, that's our consensus. And uh, that was uh, Too Much Energon, episode 90. 90. Best way to support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. I just revamped the Patreon recently. Uh, it's now just a single $5 tier, $7 if you're in Canada. Uh, it gets you uh, preamble audio for this and all the other podcasts we do. It uh, gets you a monthly-ish commentary track and a weekly-ish uh, news and current events program, uh, Lasercomb Tonight. And it gets you the ability to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on our other podcast, The Lasercomb Podcast. So go check that out, uh, patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash lasercomb. Once again, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Or you can follow me on Twitter at lasercomb. Or you can follow the show on Twitter at too much energon. Cal, you are at? And I'm at, uh, I'm on Twitter at neocal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode 91 of Too Much Energon, continuing on with the countdown to episode 100, to T the old TME 100, where we'll be talking about uh, War for Cybertron Earthrise, Chapter 3. And until then, I've been one of your hosts, The Siege. And I'm your other host, NeoCal. And until next week, what happened to Honor Amongst Thieves? We sold it for a high price.